This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. This SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SideCast is with former Iowa State shot putter, hammer thrower, discus thrower, and weight thrower, Jamie Byer. The most versatile thrower in Cyclone track and field history is also the most accomplished. As a five-time Big 12 champion and seven-time All-American. This week, Byer will be inducted into the Iowa State Athletics Hall of Fame. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with Jamie Byer. Well, Jamie, first of all, congratulations. Uh, I know Jamie Pollard makes that phone call to all the athletes who have been chosen. What did that mean to you to get that phone call from Jamie and know that you're going to be a part of the Hall of Fame? Well, it kind of took me off uh, guard a little bit. I had a phone number from, from Ames, and a lot of times if I don't know the number, I'll ignore it or whatnot. But I answered that one, and uh, I was like, hey, it's Jamie Pollard. I'm like, it took me a second. And I was like, oh, yeah, hey. <laughs> so uh, it was it was good to, to get that call and kind of – kind of knew what it was probably for at that point and uh, was yeah it was exciting and exciting to hear the news. You're from Monroe, Iowa, competed at Prairie City Monroe High School and uh, tell me a little bit about your path to Iowa State. How'd you end up choosing Iowa State? Grew up locally and uh, my family was an Iowa State fan so that was a, a big part of it as I um, you know progressed in my career in high school became apparent that the track and field was an option and Iowa State was an option as well. Been looking at an engineering degree anyway so it was kind of a Pretty quick, easy uh, selection. You know, not too far away. You can always go visit friends and family, and but still have the opportunities. You were in high school, very good, obviously, in the shot put. But you also competed in a lot of other things. You played basketball. You were a good athlete. How much did that stuff help you to become the best thrower that you could become? I think the cross training is very critical, and you know, doing a lot of different things makes you more athletic and. People might not think of shot putting, shot put or discus as an athletic movement, but it's really about speed and quickness more to me more than it was strength. I mean, strength's a big part of it, but if you can't move quickly and be agile, I don't think you move the, the shot as quickly. Which of the throws was the hardest and which one required the most athleticism? They all have their different viewpoints of it. I ended up doing hammer throw as well, mm-hmm. and to me that was one that was most challenging because it's such a different movement from what you're used to. A lot of the other ones are maybe a running motion or quick feet, and that one's a rotational. It's just so so different to get. And then when you have the ball kind of oscillating up and down, you have to counteract the forces, so it's just a different movement. That was the most challenging, I think. That was, I think, one of the things that made you so unique. I mean, a lot of guys will say, okay, I'm good at the shot, and I'll go ahead and throw the discus uh, just to get us a couple team points here or there. But you were competing at a national level in four different disciplines. How did you become so versatile at all those different throws? Well, with uh, the shot put and discus, when you do the spin technique and the shot put, they're they're pretty similar. Um, how you really get to the finish is a little different. So those two kind of melded well together. I think on the other ones is once you start to get indoor track and field, there was a, a weight throw. And it's, again, another cross-training type of event. And as you get used to it and, you know, it just became pretty pretty decent at that and then that transitioned to hammer outside I, I didn't do a whole lot for hammer outside but still it was a, it was a fun event um, but all that's all that's cross training and you kind of mentioned back in the high school side of things um, you know, doing basketball football I, I high jumped in high school as well I was doing shot and discus so I don't know the more athletic you can be I just think it helps. Did you ever think about becoming a decathlete? No. 
<laughs> no, uh, I don't like the running part of things. Uh, quick sprints are great, but you know, 400s, 800s, no, I'm not, no, I'm not built for that. Why, why did you want to do, though, all the different kinds of throws? Because some guys will just say, I just want to focus on one and get as good as I can at that. Why did you want to compete in all of them? I think when you look at it coming in, you want to be uh, supportive to a team. You know, track and field is definitely, you know, an individual event, but you bring all those individuals together, and you're still working towards teams. So I think that's a big, big part of it is, you know, how can you help others? How can you be there to support other other people? And by doing more events and having more points, I mean, that brings everyone together. Well, you scored a lot of points, seven times All-American NCAA runner-up indoors in 1999 and a five-time Big 12 champ. You were coached by Martin McCracken and then also Dan O'Meara on the throws. Tell me what influences they had on your career and help they, how did they help you to maybe take things to a different level? Well, with Ron, he mostly was in the recruiting side of things. Um, when, I, when I came to Iowa State, Dan O'Meara was the throws coach. But Ron is instrumental from a, like a mentoring standpoint. I might be playing pickup games with, uh, with people in the rec, and he's like, what are you doing? Get, you know, <laughs> why are you doing that right now? Big 12s are coming up. That, that's dumb, you know? And he would always talk about there are three things you can do, you know, sports, athletics, and social. And he's always like, pick two out of the three. You know, that's what you're going to be best in. So I think he gave a lot of perspective from, uh, from being a coach for, for so many years. Dan, on the technical side of things, was great. He was a great technician as he uh, came through and, and through in collegiate as well. So it was good having his intensity and his focus on technique. And, you know, over the years, obviously, become friends with, with everyone. And uh, that definitely happened as I was at Iowa State and, and afterwards, too. You mentioned studying engineering. I think the engineering mind kind of goes hand in hand perfectly with the throws because it is such a technique-based thing. Did you find yourself really thinking through the steps and, and, and evaluating it from almost an engineering point of view of how can I get this object to move the furthest? Yeah, definitely. I could see what the reasons were for it. You know, you're talking about momentum and force application. That was interesting, but when you start breaking it down like that, you can make yourself not as efficient. So it was kind of a hindrance at times because you're like, oh, wait, if I move my arm this way or do this. Well, what Dan helped with a lot, especially towards the end of the season, was like, just go, just yeah. move, just keep going. You know, don't even, don't worry if you're a little bit off, just force yourself through it. And when we started really working on the flow of things, which is, you know, a feel and a, you know, not an engineering type of background, that's when you take all those steps that you did and all the training that you did, you know, individually and bring it together. What do you think your favorite moment was as an Iowa State athlete? My sophomore year is probably the one I, one I remember a lot. I was doing, doing well in the weight throw, actually, and got to nationals, but then ended up having a really good competition and placing like six at nationals, I believe. And then shot put was there, too, and did really well at that. So for me, that was kind of the, one of the bigger moments when I'm, I was like, okay, I, I'm here. I can compete, and I can be here with these uh, other individuals. And... Um, I think it kind of springboarded and gave me the confidence to, to keep moving ahead from early on in my career. Today's Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to sponsor Iowa Farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. I talk to a lot of athletes who talk about kind of that watershed moment where they realize, hey, these people are not necessarily better than me. I can go compete with them. What's it feel like when you finally get to that point? Because I'm sure when you come in, you're from a small town in Iowa, you come in, you're competing in an incredibly 
competitive conference. I mean, the Big 12, there, there's a ton of great, great athletes. When you, when you kind of reach this, that point where you relax a little bit and allow yourself to say, I belong. Yeah, it's always tough, you know. Um, you want you always want to have that confidence going in, but there has to be something that really clicks and it gives you that something more on it. When you get pushed from early on, because when I was their freshman, sophomore year, there um, Tim Wilson, Josh Hagedorn, there's a few others, really good throwers at Iowa State. Well, I was able to be there with them and compete day in and day out. So by doing that early and often, that I think we kept driving each other in practice. So that, that helps internally. And then when you get it, away from practice and into the actual big meets and we're performing at a high level at the big meets that becomes the expectation and you know that's just I think it helps springboard everything moving ahead. I mentioned how great of fields you competed against did that make it more fun for you to, to test yourself against the the very best um, pretty much every step of the way in the Big 12 conference? No definitely and through the Big 12 Conference and into nationals through, through college, there was always a lot of international um, competitors too. So you weren't just competing against the best in the U.S., you were literally competing against the best in the world. And as my career progressed outside of Iowa State, you go to these other meets in different locations and you're familiar with people that are there already. You know who they are, you know what their strengths are and what they can do. And that makes it easier when you get in that big stage to really perform because you're like, I've been here before. You were an academic All-American, and that's hard. I mean, because there's a lot of time demands on an athlete. Did you take as much pride in the academic All-American recognition as you did in the All-American athlete recognition? No, absolutely, and, and maybe not to the same level, you know, because there's, uh, you know, there's a physical performance that you get a certain sure. satisfaction out of and then the academic side of it, but it's just as important. Looking at it, you have a certain limited amount of time. It'd be, I think, a detriment not to take that opportunity when, you, when you're there to be able to set yourself up you know, later in life. But having that was uh, was important to me. If I go back to what Ron was saying, you know, there's three items, athletics, uh, academics, and social. You got to really pick two of them that you want to be really good at. And, you know, if I had to slack on one of them, it was probably the social side of, you know, maybe not going out on Friday afternoons or doing different things or you're uh, committing to practices and committing to meets. You know, those are the two things I had, I chose to focus on. Well, obviously a lot of success during your career within the Big 12 Conference and the NCAA, but you continued it afterwards and had a nice, very successful, long international career. Tell me what that was like, uh, competing outside of school and competing against the very best in the world. It's challenging, obviously, and that's why that's why I liked it, though, not to uh, just get so far. I just want to keep driving and, and doing more on it. And you know, I had that drive ever since. I remember senior year of high school doing a paper about uh, Golden Dreams was a chapter. So it always talked about this. So it was like in the back of my head. So to have that opportunity and then to be able to go go out and be in Europe for like six or seven summers. Um, uh, Lisa Griebel is another yeah. inductee and myself went to uh, China for our World University Games in 2002. So that was, that was great because, you know, knowing and being around her for so many years and in the uh, collegiate side of things and then also going and representing the United States overseas was an amazing experience. Um, you always look back and say, oh, I could have done this or I could have done that, uh, especially when, right when you get done competing. And the more I look at it, you know, being further away, the more accomplished I do feel about, you know, the travels and everything I was able to see and places I was able to visit and just experiences I've, I've had through the track and field and, you know, ultimately through Iowa State, realistically. What, what was your favorite place outside the United States? 
really like Prague a lot. Yeah. I've uh, been there a number of times, and um, the places I tend to like the most are the ones I visited year after year. Okay. So there's a few places in Spain. Salamanca was another one. Uh, it's a big college town there, so there's a lot to do and see. But those are just the, the fun events and seeing those people year after year. You mentioned Lisa Griebel, and you're going into the Hall of Fame in the same class as Lisa, and that's kind of neat because you two did kind of have a kinship through Iowa State and, and through your international careers. How special is it for you to see her go in? Well, she's what, more than deserving on it, um, just everything that she accomplished. And, uh, like I said, she was traveling to these competitions, representing U.S., finishing great uh, in the collegiate part of it. So for me, I've seen other people in recent years you know, go in that I was around, but to have her in the same class I think is just tremendous uh, for the throws and for, for Dan and his coaching ability throughout the years. As the international career wound down and it was time to reevaluate life and, and determine what you were going to try to do, how was it that you ended up right back here in central Iowa? And tell me about kind of the uh, transition into uh, being a very successful businessman. Well, I think the transition probably started from meeting my wife, you know, uh, <laughs> had a little bit different motivation. Um, I met Brenda in 2005, 2006, and so that was about the time, and a couple more years until the 2008 trials. I was living in San Diego at the time. I spent a number of years down there. I was very fortunate because I was still able to work in, in construction, be a construction engineer, but still train, still be at the Olympic Training Center down there, still have an opportunity to be to be involved in my field and, and still be learning. And um, so it wasn't, to me, a huge, huge transition. When it got to 2008, I was kind of like, okay, I've, I've made my run. I'm good at it. I feel comfortable with it. And then that just allowed that same type of motivation, that same um, drive to then go into the you know, into the work side of things. And, you know, since then, uh, I was involved in healthcare, lots of healthcare construction out in San Diego, and then um, did move back to Iowa about three, three and a half years ago, and got in with, uh, with Graham Construction, their big healthcare provider here uh, in the Des Moines area, and just been able to get in with a good group of people who are motivated and successful and, and want to do things, do things right for our clients. Do you still feel a connection to Iowa State? Oh, definitely. I like going up to the games. Uh, always went to the basketball games younger when I was young and just love that experience of Hilton. Getting my my kids and my wife into it now is, is another fun portion of it. It's fun to go up and, and see when they had those uh, little silhouettes outside of the football stadium. One of those was mine from Drink Relay, so it was always fun to go see that and kind of show that off. But yeah, there's still a connection, not even from athletics, but from the, the construction engineering side, being involved with a construction firm and still you know, knowing the professors up there and getting um, you know, interns and uh, new hires from, from Iowa State. So definite connection. Well, it'll be great to have you back on campus in September and uh, you're very, very deserving of being in the Iowa State Athletics Hall of Fame. We're thrilled to have you in there, and I, I'm glad that your family gets to be a part of that. And uh, it'll be a special day, I hope, for you, because you certainly deserve it. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Today's Sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.